CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 53. I'm so excited about this one. This one gets me pretty hyped up. That's because it's data-driven and you love data. Science never lies. Side note, do you say data or data? Data. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that about you. I'm a big Star Trek person. You remember Is data? Is that where that's from? No. I'm not a big Star Trek they person. They said data, I'm pretty sure. Does your husband know that you're a Star Trek person? Yeah. Not as... Zach over. He's a big Star Wars person, so... Yeah, I know. We just don't discuss it. Okay. Neutral. There, now everyone kind of knows something about my secret life. Yeah. I'm actually a Trekkie. I didn't, maybe I did know that about you. Didn't know that you said data though. That changes my thoughts on you. But... Ouch. Potato, potato. No, it's definitely potato. <laughs> <laughs> and tomato. <laughs> All right, episode 53. Today we're talking about fitness trackers. There's the data. Data. Okay, we're not going to do this the whole episode. <laughs> we might. Um, what was your first ever fitness tracker? I had a Fitbit. Mm-hmm, me too. No, you know what? I mean, probably even before that, I probably had like a keychain step counter or like one that you like hooked, from the Kellogg cereal. The box. thing that you like hooked to your belt loop and you just kind of tucked it in your pocket. Was it like digital? Well, like. Yeah, Super but in like a digital? yeah, but in like a cheap kind of way, look like a calculator screen. Okay, yeah, probably came in a Kellogg's box. Yes, yeah, they used to put those in there. But it was a thing, right? Like that's how it all started out. Was like let's just count our steps. I don't know if at that time they knew that the basic recommendation was ten thousand steps in a day, but you know that's now research backed and something mm-hmm. that's promoted. Mm-hmm. So I guess just sort of like getting addicted to that data, being a kid and my competitive side already kicking in and knowing that I want to try and beat my steps each day. I don't know how long that lasted for, but the novelty was nice. Yep. But I know that like once, you know, fitness became a part of my life, like a Fitbit was something that, you know, I jumped on the bus as soon as that was a thing. Yeah. Cause they were probably like the first, I would say like- so more technolo- technologically advanced one after your Kellogg cereal box <laughs> step counter, I would say, right? With like apps and that kind of platform. And I had a Nike watch too, um, but it was more like fitness tracking like in terms of- running? Yeah, like in t- it was a Nike run watch, right. but it was more about like the actual fitness that you were doing versus like some of the other things that, you know, play into real life. Yeah that the fit the fitbit then incorporated and there was apps and stuff on iphones all along that Mm kind of track this and your iphone in and of itself has a motion tracker on it too Mm -hmm. um you know but in terms of like wearable devices fitbit was probably the first one did you have one i did have a fitbit i think i had two different ones because like then they came out with one that had heart rate monitoring so i upgraded to that one yeah and i liked it like I liked wearing it. Yeah. And then I, I guess it just kind of like dawned on me on that spot too. I had a, like a polar heart rate monitor. Like in a strap, like a chest strap? Yeah. Like a chest band. And it's very basic conception when it first came. 
came out. And I think I liked it too for like accountability purposes, like to make sure I was moving and getting steps and all of that stuff. Like it just, you could see trends and like, Hey, I didn't move very much today, especially on weekends when like you're prone to like sit around. So I liked it for that reason. Well, and I still like my wearable tech for those reasons. Did you have that before you joined CrossFit or did you get it after CrossFit? So this is actually a good question. question. Jinx. I can't remember. So the reason I ask is I know like, I destroyed it doing CrossFit. <laughs> you got to turn them around. <laughs> the reason I ask is I wonder if the sort of data-driven mindset that CrossFit promotes, you know, tracking your results, your lifts, your things like that, and sort of did that train your mentality to then want to look at the rest of your life via Fitbit? Or was it something that you had incorporated prior to when fitness wasn't really like a big part of your life? Oh crap, now I wish I actually knew. I want to say I got it after I started. I'm going to pose that question to our listeners too, just to sit back and think about the one that's on your wrist or maybe the the preceding ones before that. If you are a CrossFitter, at what point did you pick that up? And was it influenced by, you know, how CrossFit is? That's a cool, cool thing. I I definitely was before CrossFit. But I think that's just my personality. Yes. Although I will attribute it to CrossFit wanting to know more More. and get more involved in it because it had a direct impact on what I was trying to do at the time. Yep. Now I'm going to have to go back and figure this out. You have to find it. It's in a box somewhere. No, it's in the, well, my last one I had is in the garbage because I smashed (laughs) a kettlebell on the screen. (laughs) It just died. Fitbit was, Fitbit was cool when it came out. You know, it was like, it's kind of first of its kind that did your heart rate. You mm-hmm. could, you know, see exactly how many steps you were taking type of close your rings, but like in its own kind of way, mm-hmm. um, meet your goals. Like you would set those goals on there. Yeah. It, as it got a little bit more advanced, it did include some sleep tracking. Yeah. I remember back in the day I had an app on my phone. This was before it was a wearable and it was a sleep app and you would turn it on and you'd put it underneath the mattress. So it would like motion sense kind of thing? Yeah. And that's how it would dictate the type of sleep you were having. Huh. And I, I did that all through university. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how smart that is putting your phone under a mattress, but that's what they wanted you to do. Huh. Yeah. And then it just kind of evolved from there. I think with Apple bringing out an Apple Watch, that was a really big step mm-hmm. into collecting data, but like making it more of a psychological play in terms of how the data was presented and, and helping you achieve that data each time. I think that once Apple introduced the rings, that's when Fitbit kind of, you know, back and forth, the brands just competing with one another, mm-hmm. which is good because it's making brands come up with different Yep. types of technology and, and ways of presenting that technology to help people. Right. Yeah. And I think one of the major things we're going to talk about today is our whoop, yep. which is in my opinion, one of the most advanced data collection wearables. And, uh, in, again, in my opinion, probably the best one out there right now, mm-hmm. again, depending on what you're looking to do with it, all of these have their pros and cons, just depending on what you want from it and what you're trying to get. But, and We'll talk about that too, but yeah. So this whole like topic, 
I love this stuff. But it's such a direct way to see what's going on in your life right now. And not even right now, like in the last week and days leading up and days ahead and how that's playing directly on your health, your sleep, your stress, Mm -hmm. like everything and your habits also. And then being able to manipulate those variables to then work at trying to achieve better data, right? Mm -hmm. Which then means you're healthier and you're fitter and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why it makes me excited because it's, it's like direct feedback about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, do you want to run through some of those key things that the whoop tracks? Um, so performance. So like, obviously it's a fitness tracker first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I love that it tracks recovery. Mm -hmm. So it'll tell you, you know, on this day, whether it's a good day to push it, maybe just pull back a little bit, or you should probably take a rest day and just focus on restorative activities. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's a sleep tracker. But it also, the way that it packages those three variables and compares them, and then you also track a lot of habits along with it. Like it'll ask you a questionnaire each morning and you can customize that questionnaire yeah, that also. Was, that was always cool. Yeah. And then utilizing those, those questions to see how the data reacts with each other. That's what I mean by it's the most comprehensive tool out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I feel like, the way that the Fitbit and the Apple Watch is, it just doesn't have that way of connecting all the data or and or connecting your lifestyle factors yeah. to that data. Yeah. You know, it's cool to see that you're motivated to close your rings, to stand up enough throughout the day to get your basic movement in on the day and get your workout in. Mm-hmm. But then like, what about the other stuff? Like, well, yeah, like it's literally taking into consideration like stress, food, alcohol, all of that stuff yeah. is part of Caffeine, that big one. Yeah. yeah. Which is really cool. And being a female, you know, understanding like how your cycle plays into all mm-hmm. this stuff too. That's huge. That was really eye opening for me. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that stuff, you know, the science behind it and working with their nutrition clients and things like that, but like yeah. to actually see it play out on my own was really cool and, and eye opening for me. So yeah, I, the whoop is top of the totem pole for me. I would put the Apple watch underneath that, just how it well, a, like it's an Apple product. So it connects with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think I heard somebody say, um, what was the word? The ecosystem, ecosystem the Apple, the Apple ecosystem, ecosystem yeah. which is handy. Right. But yeah. I like the motivation that they use the motivation theory that they use to help people achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably put Fitbit underneath it you know, all of them, they have their pros and cons and their accuracies and inaccuracies. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can only, uh, your step counter, you know, I remember I used to have a Fitbit and I wouldn't get my steps in. So I'd stand in the living room. Do you do jumping jacks? I do jumping jacks. I would swing my arm back and forth, (laughs) just standing there. (laughs) I would do jumping jacks. That's funny. Um, so let's dive deep into like some things that you've been tracking or you've noticed and like how you get the most out of your whoop. Um, okay. So let's kind of just like talk about like what it does first before I can like that. So it's a wearable, it has no face to it, right? It's just a band with a battery pack attached to it underneath. It's super thin. It's super comfy. Like I love it. Um, and it's customizable also (laughs) all the different colors. colors. Yeah. It's, it's a monthly membership, right? So it's just a monthly bill, 30 bucks. It's really not that big of a deal, but 
you throw it on, you sign yourself up and then it starts tracking right away. And the thing I, that it differentiates itself from the others is like the Apple watch will take your heart rate every minute. I think it does. The whoop takes it every hundred milliseconds. So it's always like a constant data checking type of thing. So it can pick up the most subtle nuances as compared to something on your Apple watch or your Fitbit where it's every minute or every second minute. Um, so if you go and you do your workout, you can select what type of workout you're doing and start it right away. So it monitors your heart rate and different variant things while you're doing this workout. You stop it. It will tell you how much strain you have accumulated within that time that you worked out. So, you know, on the days where I do a really big bike, I can pick up like a 16 strain. There's been times where I've been coaching, coaching. so you can set it to coaching yeah. and I'll pick up a 12. Like if it's an EMOM where I'm yelling and I'm yeah. super into this, I'm going to get a 12. Like that's, that's a big number that for one coaching. That surprised me. I me was too. like, okay, like I got more here than my yeah. actual workout. Yeah. And that's a heart rate thing, right? Yeah. Like, and the variability to that heart rate, mm -hmm. you know, like my heart rate when I'm coaching reaches above 150 on days like that. Yeah. You know, that's how into that workout yeah. I am as a coach, right? Um, you know, if I take the dog for a walk, it's like a four mm -hmm. or it barely registers because him and I are just standing there throwing the ball or whatever yeah. it might be. So, um, first and foremost, like it being a fitness tracker, uh, you set it to sleep right before you go to sleep and then you go to sleep, you have a good sleep, you wake up. The first thing you do is wake it up. And so then it processes that sleep. Um, the next step is the questionnaire that comes up. So mine, the way it's customized asks me, did you have caffeine? And that's more like in the, in the PM, right? Cause you can put in the time yeah. your last cup yes. of coffee was. And how many cups cool. also. Yeah. So it's like that three o'clock coffee. That's just a habit for me to have mm -hmm. right before I coach, you know, that's been eye opening for me. There's um, obviously alcohol and how many drinks did you have? And at what time did you last consume it? There's your cycle for females. You can talk about sex, whether you share your bed with somebody. Um, I like that you can, your hydration, yeah. how many cups of water you had. Um, they have like a gluten and dairy one. Yeah. And I am super sensitive to that. So I know I don't sleep well if I have gluten or dairy. Yeah. And you can kind of see those trends, which is neat. I like that one. They have a massage one. Mm -hmm. And then how long did that massage go? Mm -hmm. And when did you have it? Mm -hmm. So that it can, you know, those days where you have those massages, the effect that it has on your sleep. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, did that open my eyes. Um, and talks about stress. Yeah, stress. Like so that, you right? rate your stress, what kind of stress you had on that previous mm -hmm. day, low, moderate, high. Um, yeah, they have this whole gigantic list, right? Can customize and it. it's always updating because more people are inputting requests for new things, right? Because yeah. everybody's lives are different. Yeah. So that part I really enjoy. And then as you continuously answer these questions and accumulate this data, it spits out reports for you once every week. And then the monthly report, that is so cool to look back on. And you can see, you know, like maybe you can, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about this one on our Facebook group and our, our private membership group right now is alcohol, for example. It'll tell you the last 90 days you know, what your yeses and noes to all these questions were. And that was really eye-opening for me to say, see that it was like 72 out of the last 90 days you have consumed alcohol. Like without even looking at the data of what that is having an impact, the fact that I could see 72 out of 90 was like, all right, we have a problem. We need to get our hands on this. Mm -hmm. So just stuff like that. And 
once you've answered all those questions, it then processes all that data along with your sleep that you had that night before and spits out your recovery for that day. And that's kind of like how you base your day. You know, you get a percentage and a color, red, yellow, green, every, it goes up by every 33%, I think. So zero to 33, it's red. And I mean, I explained this earlier is like red is like those days where you just, you don't want to get out of bed. You don't have energy. You would rather just sleep your day away. You probably don't accomplish much. You make shitty decisions with your food. Your workouts suck. Like just all those types of things, your yellow days, you know, it's, you're just enough to get by. You're accomplishing the bare minimum, checking the check marks and that's it. Your workouts are like here and there, you know, whether they're good or bad, it's just like, you're here, you showed up, you worked mm -hmm. out type of thing. And those green days really being able to push it and have a great workout. And you probably make way better choices with your nutrition and you're more energetic and your mood is way different. And you know, you're probably have more, um, more desire for sex or sleep or whatever, you know, those types of things. So it's, it's cool to see that come out and then be able to be like, yeah, I know that I'm in the red ring. Yeah. And some days I feel like I don't need my roof to tell me yeah. I have a red ring, but it does have an influence on how I can go about through my day. You know, yeah. as we're before, I might've been stressed out that I didn't get my workout in, but now I can look at it and be like, no, I'm not in a physical or mental state where this workout is going to benefit me in the best way possible. So, and just adapting my day accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very, it, um, like what's the word? It's just, there's so much to it. And arguably there was, I felt almost a little overwhelmed at first because there's a lot of words and abbreviations and things that yeah. I didn't understand, um, or know or recognize how they correlated. So it's taking me, and I've had it for two years. It's taken me a while to figure it out and to, to put the different puzzle pieces together. But I think that once I got a better understanding of it and did some research on all these things, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was better able to manipulate some of the things that I was spitting on. Yep. What's been the most valuable piece of data you've gotten from it? The alcohol one? I think just cause that one's fresh right now and I'm seeing a direct impact mm -hmm. of that. I think overall would be the recovery rings and, um, like I said, being able to adapt how I go about my day to that. Mm -hmm. And also in a sense of like, as we got more busy here and I was being more involved here and coaching and that and that, I could see that I was putting up a lot more red and yellow rings. And so seeing how my stress was impacting myself in a health perspective, yeah. not just like, oh, I'm not getting my workouts in. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, most recently it being that alcohol factor. And yeah, I'd be, I'd be the first one to admit, like I had a problem. Like I, that was COVID. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, that 72 out of 90 days was really the, the kick in the pants that I needed. And so I actually just reviewed my data now before we started recording and I'm kind of like a little shook right now, like in shock. I just, the turnaround my health has had, um, just by knocking that down. And I'm not going to sit here and say I was perfect at it, but I went from uh, like 30 out of 30 days to 24 out of 30 days, not consuming it. So that's pretty good to only have six out of 30 when I was mm -hmm. going 30 for 30 mm -hmm. prior to that. For sure. Yeah. I think we talked earlier about like the Fitbit having it for like accountability purposes to like move and get your steps. But I feel like the whoop, 
takes it to the next level in terms of making change to see yes. the data change, right? Yeah. And making different choices about alcohol, caffeine, sleep, um, efforts put into workouts and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it, again, too, from like a coach perspective, allows us to work with our clients on a, another layer of mm -hmm. accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing, and we've always used like daily movement as mm -hmm. something that we work on. And if you have a fitness tracker being like, okay, did you get your 10,000 steps mm -hmm. in? Because for desk workers, that's a very hard thing to do. But now, you know, with a whoop, we can see that, look at the, the effect this has on your health. And it's something that, you know, you know, it's like, it's just like, I know I need to eat healthy, but I'm not but like, I know I need to move, mm -hmm. but I'm not. And as a result, here is what it does. It's got this variability on your heart rate. It's higher in your resting heart rate, which is a bad thing, which means that your, you know, your nervous systems are reacting in different ways and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is why ultimately you feel the way you do. So what are you going to do about it? Right. Are you just going to keep looking at your Fitbit and hoping that you get your 10,000 steps in but now you're not actually aware of like the impact that it has on a greater, deeper level. Mm -hmm. So yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like a Fitbit is like a elementary intro to data tracking. Yes. The whoop is like for those that really want to see and change. Yeah. Not even see, I would say change yeah. because it's going to give you the tools and the information that will enable you to change. I don't mm -hmm. feel that the fitness or the Fitbit or the Apple Watch give you that information. Can you speak on like the different heart rate? Because they talk about heart rate variability, resting heart rate, and just kind of those trends that are tracked. So one of the things they talk about a lot is HRV, which is heart rate variability. And it's basically like an indication of how your autonomic nervous system is doing. So these are things like your vagal tone. So like how your heart moves, like how your heart actually contracts and expands and your breathing like that. It tells you how balanced your nervous system is. So your parasympathetic and your sympathetic system. So these are the things that operate automatically without you controlling them or even aware of them. Um, and like this stuff on the inside it's basically like a tug of war like think about fight or flight if you're always in fight or flight so when you're super stressed out it's gonna have an impact on everything that's happening on the inside it's like your nervous system is going to be competing for mental space like how to just function as a human being sleeping eating breathing digesting food going to the bathroom that kind of thing um what it does, what the whoop does is it gives you that HRV and it shows the variability of, of how that goes. So if you actually have a really low HRV, it will tell you that your body is spending way too much time in a heightened state of stress. Um, and, and like this can be normal after like a super intense CrossFit workout where your heart rate is going to spike because yeah. your body has been under tremendous stress. Like mm -hmm. think about a, an air bike workout or something like that. Yeah. But where it becomes useful is when the data tells you that you've had this low HRV for an extended period of time. And that's important because it now becomes a chronic health factor. Mm -hmm. And I think once I learned that, that was like, holy shit, let's tie this to the impact of alcohol, you know? 
And you can see that once you start trending or like tracking your alcohol intake, it will spit out and it will be like, Hey, your HRV is this much lower. And therefore you're going to have all these low recovery days. You're going to have all these low sleep days and all of this. And at the end of the day, it's not like, Oh, I can't push a hard workout today. It's like, no, you have actual health factors that are being influenced. Like this is on a much bigger picture level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, that's something that I didn't necessarily dive into at the beginning when I first got my whoop. And it certainly is something that Apple watch and Fitbit can't yeah. present to you. Cause it's not measuring that on every hundred milliseconds, like mm-hmm. the whoop is. Um, yeah. So that was a, a main data point that I really like about the whoop yeah. once I learned what it meant yeah and whoop is really good at providing that information really for you good. yeah oh, yeah and yeah. like explain it in easily digestible yep. ways yeah I think that that's one thing I do like about them as well and even just sending like daily emails about different data points and stuff I think that's cool too yeah Make that little check-in anything else about the whoop that you really enjoy aside from all the cool bands <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like the way that it processes your sleep and picks Mm -hmm. it apart, Mm -hmm. telling you the different points of your sleep. And um, so I'll kind of like dig into that a little. It wants you to have consistent go to bed and wake up times, which is probably the hardest thing that I struggle with. And I mean, that variance is it's not that big of a variance, right? Like it wants you to go to bed at what, I mean, and this is just mine. It wants you to go to bed at 10 30 every night and get up at seven in the morning. And that doesn't work for me because no. I go to bed. Yeah, exactly. in the morning. I go to bed at eight thirty nine PM and I'm up at 4 AM, sometimes a little bit earlier. And it doesn't like that because yeah. <laughs> that 4 AM wake up is usually right in the middle of some restorative sleep wave. And that's just the timing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's probably the hardest one. And then comes the weekend. Like I'm not getting up at 4am on the weekend. So my weekends always mess up that consistency during the week. So Mm -hmm. that part, I feel like I always fight with my whoop about, and I know that it's trying to tell me like this, you need to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, um, but then again, too, how it processes it related to the items that it asks you. So on that questionnaire Mm -hmm. and then diving into that and the different sleep waves and what those sleep waves mean. Mm -hmm. Um, so that for example, like the alcohol one, again, knowing that consuming alcohol before you go to bed, which is typically when we're all sitting down to have a glass of wine to wind down your day, Mm -hmm. no pun intended. Um, and then you get into bed and you go to sleep. Chances are not even chances, like guaranteed your, um, your restorative sleep within through that night is going to be so significantly impacted from that alcohol. (coughs) Excuse me. And then what it also told me is that once you do it for one night, it takes like three to five days Mm -hmm. to wear that off and go back to normal. So when I look back to my alcohol consumption, like we were having it in a day, in a seven day week, five out of seven days. I'm, Oh my God, I'm ashamed to admit that, but that's the truth. So if, I'm not giving my body that three to five days for it to flush, like to flush flush that alcohol out of my system and return my heart rate back down or where it's supposed to be. It has become a permanent chronic health related thing now. And like, that was just mind blowing for me. Well, and even when you pulled up your graph, like you can see it 
how it affects your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it kind of levels yeah. out, but then here we are again, yeah. it's the weekend. And now you're still suffering Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you have a good yeah. Tuesday or you have Thursday, a good Thursday Wednesday and then will be Friday like, happens. And yeah, Wednesday will be like a yellow day after two red days on Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday's yellow, Thursday, Friday are green. And, and then, then you start all over again. It goes yellow, yellow, red, red. Mm -hmm. And we just keep going through that pattern yeah. because yeah. your body's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And that so now that I've eliminated or decreased it, you know, I just looked at it just now and I've got greens and yellows. And major and like yeah, green blocks yeah. in a row. Mm -hmm. It almost looks like a Tetris game. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. But man, is that interesting? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anything else to share about the whoop? Um yeah, not necessarily. I think we covered all like the main things. I think the other one too would be hydration and seeing how your hydrated level plays a role on these numbers also. Um, you know, we tell to our nutrition clients and our, our normal members too, like control your hydration, like you two, three liters, some are three to four liters, get that mm -hmm. water through. The thing with water intake is like, once you start flushing this water through your system, it takes electrolytes with it. Electrolytes are responsible for our muscle contractions, our heart rate, things like that. And so you can kind of see that like when you're not drinking enough water, what kind of play that has on your heart rate variability versus the days where you're super hydrated and what that does. Tie caffeine to the mix and now you've got even more difficult puzzle to, mm -hmm. to sort of maneuver through. Mm -hmm. I just, I love this stuff, man. This is so interesting. And I would love to dissect someone else's, you know, just to see like, because everybody's will be so, so different, different. Yeah. you know, and just to see like, okay, this is what your looks, yours looks like here are some things that you can do yeah. to manipulate these numbers to put you in a better positive health mm -hmm. perspective. You know, we wear these fitness trackers because we want our workouts to be good or we want to hit our workout goals or movement yeah. goals or whatever. But like now we can focus on the bigger picture yeah. while you're doing fitness things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's gaining popularity lately. You know, they've got lots of sponsored athletes. I think the coolest thing is they're venturing outside of CrossFit. There's yeah. uh, baseball players, cyclists, football players, like, they're like whole teams investing yeah. in these and their athletes yeah and i'm sure they have the staff that is dissecting yeah. the data which is really cool yeah. yeah for sure there you go this one you don't have to flip around for kettlebell swings no this is true i do wish it had a clock like and then i would just wear one but it doesn't so here we are i don't but i get over i got it. used to i know it. i know I thought it looked stupid at the beginning when we first got it, wearing two things, one on each wrist. But the and it, and you know what? I still use my Apple Watch. I do too because yes. I and I do appreciate the rings. Yes. You know, I don't wear the Apple Watch because I want the connectivity to my phone and all that stuff. Actually, that stuff is the downside to the, the yes. to the Apple Watch. But I do appreciate seeing on a quick glance where you're at, where I'm at with my rings. Yes you know, that part is motivational for me. I think the data from the whoop is the motivational part that keeps me attracted to the whoop first mm -hmm. and foremost. Yeah. This just makes me want to get my activity in, you know? Yeah. And th th I think that that's a very big difference. Mm -hmm. 100%. I was on a little soapbox here. A data soapbox. Yeah. I can geek out about this stuff only. Yes. Cool. There you go. All right. Um, 
If you are interested in grabbing your own whoop, we will have a gym affiliate code. Both coach Whitney and myself have our own personal ones too, as well, which could get you a little discount. I think when you sign up for a membership, it also gives a kickback to us. So that's cool. We appreciate that. Um, just reach out. We're happy to pass that link on to you. I will also post our gym one within the comments. Once we get that, we're still setting it up and working on some connections for our own members as well. Mm -hmm. um, if you have questions about mo like any more about how it works, what it looks like or whatever, maybe you've seen it on our wrist, just come on up to us, send us a message on all our socials. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, you know the drill, send us an email and we're happy to talk. Well, I am at least happy to talk all day about this stuff. Um, it's been super beneficial to my own life and others, you know, that Whoop collects data from everybody that uses it. Uh, so you too can benefit from it as well. I hope you have enjoyed this little data purge. <laughs> well, yeah. Cool. Episode 53, all about fitness trackers. Thank you.